Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Three balls, two strikes. Runner goes from first. The pitch is crushed. Way back to right. It is gone. Kyle Schwarber demolishing that changeup. You think he didn't think that changeup was coming? He wasn't fooled even almost a little bit. 16th home run of the season for Kyle Schwarber. It's a three-run shot, and it's a 5 to nothing Phillies lead. Bring up the Phillies, Jody Mack. Break them up. They're too good for the rest of the league. Damn, this has been fun the last week, wouldn't you say, Glenn? Since you and I uh, did a show together, they've been okay. People are wondering what's the key. I believe that's it. (laughs) Uh, Good morning, everybody. He is Jody McDonald. I am Glenn Mack. Now we are here until 1 o'clock for a festive three hours. Looking forward to talking to you. And, yes, uh, we open with the obvious. The Phillies have won eight in a row. They have outscored opponents, Jody, 70-24 to during those eight games. They have slugged 21 homers in eight games, 21 homers in eight games. And the big news, of course, is they are back to 500. Uh, My math, which I can't promise you is correct, but it tells me they are just two and a half games out of that last playoff spot when, you know, 10 days, two weeks ago, there was no hope. Jody McDonald, there is hope. Uh, Six home games coming up uh, started last night against the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have turned it around, and I want to start, if we may, by talking about how they have how they have turned it around. And um, I'll let you go first. How how in the world have they turned it around? Well, first things first. I'd like to thank the Phillies for keeping it with nice even numbers, um, because yes, they fell to a season low eight games under five hundred. Uh, that was uh, the last the before the last game that Joe Girardi managed. That was the seasonal low. And oh, by the way, they've ripped off eight consecutive wins, so it's very easy. They're back to five hundred. I didn't think they could get back to five hundred till maybe July and then make a push. Eight games later, they're back to five hundred. So thank you very much for making the math easy on all of us. Um, Glenn, what this tells me more than anything else is anyone who believes that emotion and feel and momentum and energy don't have a place in Major League Baseball, then you haven't watched the Phillies for the last Mm -hmm. eight days. 
that this is more than just, oh, the great moves by Rob Thompson. And when you and I did the show together last week, I told you, um, I know Robbie a little bit because my father's known him for 35 years, and uh, he is a good baseball man and was the guy to take over for Joe Girardi. Smart decision by Dave Dombrowski. I've watched all eight of these games. Has Robbie made moves that just defy logic, that have all worked out, that this is some kind of managerial genius? Of course not. He's, he's a lot like Joe Girardi. He hasn't done much different than Joe Girardi did. The results are what's different. Why? Because the players picked it up. Guys are playing to what we expected them to play, what the back of their baseball card says they should be able to play to, and now they're achieving that. It, it, Robbie has made a couple of moves that I really like, and I'm not sure that Girardi would have made, but I'm telling you when I say a couple, I actually mean two. I don't know about you, but when I say a couple, it can be anywhere upwards of four or five. I no, have that's a, very, a few. <laughs> yeah, I say couple. I've a always cu- said couple. You know what it goes back Jody, to? Jody, you, you and your wife are married, right? That makes yes. you a couple. There you go. I understand that, but when I was... Here as I know, there's not a third person in that marriage. When I was, let's say, prior to the age of 18... When my mother would ask me, uh, no, I moved right on. Uh, Prior to the age of 18, when my mother would ask me, uh, I I could tell you had some beer. How many did you have? Well, I had a couple. Well, a couple could be upwards of six, but that's how I would define couple is it's a relative number more than one. But Uh, the upside uh, of it is debatable. Right. Uh, so I, I would I say Funkin' Wagnalls. I wouldn't argue this with you. Yeah, I, I might be taking dictionary <laughs> liberties there. Uh, yeah. Here's uh, my definition of a couple, Robbie Anderson. Like two, there might be two decisions over the last eight games that Robbie Thompson made that I don't think Joe Girardi would have made. So that's two and eight games. They won all eight of those games. Well, what the hell else has changed? The energy, the the mojo. The feel in the clubhouse, the emotion that the team's playing with, and that can come from just the change into itself. That you know that you cost the guy his job. You know that now the attention is going to be turned to you, players who haven't been doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they've risen to the challenge and they've gotten the job done and gotten back to the level they're supposed to be playing at. And lo and behold, we got an eight-game winning streak. All right, I'll. I'll um probably agree with you and we'll get into those couple of moves coming up because you're right there's nothing revolutionary he didn't he didn't bench three superstars and say from now on these guys are playing um but they have gotten that momentum and there was an interesting quote they had yesterday i'm trying to remember what the situation was but there was um arizona missed the opportunity for an oh early on ketel Marte muffed a, an ending ender yep. uh, double play ground ball from i think it was from Stubbs. And so then Schwarber comes up and he hits that bomb, which is, I think, the home run that we just heard, right? Um, And Thompson had a quote after the game. He said, that's what happens when you're going good. When you're not going good, the next guy pops out, and then a strikeout, and you're out of the inning, but we're taking advantage of those situations for sure early. Harper on Thursday, this is before they beat Corbin Burns, and boy, that was they worked him. That was a good game, uh, said – as I told my buddy, it's just a different vibe now. We're playing our asses off. It is what it is, you know? Okay. I always hate it is what it is. Um, but is it a different vibe because they're winning, or is are they winning because it's a different vibe? Did Joe Girardi's firing set things on the right path, or is Rob Thompson the, the reason for all this turnaround? 
and Harper had another quote that said, we needed to get going. Everybody knew that. It's just a different vibe. I think we're just playing good ball right now. They talked about the vibe and the vibe and the vibe. Yep. And this is one of the things that I have, I've always disagreed with the argument that a manager wins or loses no more than five games a season. And that may be when it comes to putting in the defensive replacement at the right time or juggling his batting order or knowing when to pull his starter and all of that may translate to five games a season. But the one manager I got to know when he was here was, was Charlie Manuel. We did a show with Charlie and I got to hang around with Charlie and you know, Jody, Charlie was not the greatest strategic manager in the history of baseball. When he first came to the national league, he, he was not, he couldn't really even do the double switch. He was not good at explaining himself to fans and media. He got, you remember, he got tagged with the nickname Elmer Befuddled. And, and I was one of those people who early on just didn't believe in this guy and see it. But here's what Charlie knew to do. And this is, this is something that I really learned from watching him is so important. Uh, and you having been around baseball your whole life, I'm sure you see this. He created a loose, fun, but driven clubhouse where what became a team of stars never rebelled, never clashed, never lost its energy, always played hard to win, never griped about playing time. I don't know Rob Thompson. You know him better than I do. Um, later in the show, we're going to have uh, John Heyman on, who knows Rob Thompson well from New York. Yep. And to me, making the switch brought an, certainly brought an immediate energy to the team. But from what I hear, you know, from what Harper says, from from what Schwarber says, it loosened him up immediately. And that's what a manager can do. Um, Harper didn't use the term loosened him up. Um, and well, he said it, it created a different vibe. Vibe, right. Okay. Yeah, which can take several different ways. I don't care. All I care about is the vibe. Why the vibe is working? I don't know. Uh, I've talked to players over the years that have said after a manager got fired, yeah, it really made us look in the mirror. It made us feel bad. We cost the guy his job. Sometimes you have that when in a clubhouse. Sometimes a guy gets fired and they throw a party behind closed doors and everybody celebrates the fact that the Wicked Witch is dead. I don't believe that was the case with Joe Girardi, but I don't know how much of this is that they actually felt bad, uh, that they helped to get the guy uh, run out of, his, uh, out of his position, out of his office and uh, lose his job. But there might be some of that as well. I just care about the results. And the results are the vibe is adjusted and the vibe is better and they are uh, playing with energy that I've not seen them play with. You're right. It's kind of a chicken and egg type thing. Which comes first? Does the good vibe bring the winning or does the winning bring the good vibe? Sometimes they go hand in hand right. and sure. uh, you don't know which one comes first. I'm okay with it either way, Glenn. I, I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to uh, analyze it one way or the other or ask each individual player why they picked it up over the last eight days. I'm just going to enjoy the vibe in the 8-0 uh, winning streak. By the way, uh, he, um, he is chasing a record now, is Rob Thompson. The best, the all-time best start for a manager, Boston Red Sox Joe Morgan, when he took over in 1988 for John McNamara, started at 12th. 12-0. Nice start. 
you got a ways to go, but still something to dream about. So you talk about the, you know, he's made a few changes. By the way, for our, our millennial listeners, yeah, uh, not the Joe <laughs> Morgan, who was the superstar second right. baseman, former Philly, as a matter of fact, member of the Wheeze Kids. Uh, no, this was a completely different Joe Morgan who started his managerial career 12-0. and 0. Is this the Joe Morgan that pulled Pedro out of a game that he never should have pulled him out of <sighs> against the Yankees, right? Wasn't that him? I believe so, yes. The Brett Boone home run game? Not uh, John McNamara in 1986. Uh, who, uh, no, no, no. That was another screw Mets up. win the World Series. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox have had a couple of those uh, guys. Oh, God, yes. Okay. Before Boston started winning championships every single year. Well, when By the got, way, they're getting the when, duck boats ready for the Celtics again. Uh, except for last night when the Celtics yeah. couldn't buy a basket in the last two minutes. Uh, all the Red Sox had to do was hire Joe McDonald to be a scout for them. And then they ripped off all, the, all those World Series in a row. Um, okay, so let me, uh, let's take a look here. Uh, the changes. You talk about any changes he has made. One is he's playing Bryson Stott. Now, you can argue he's playing Bryson Stott because he has to. Out of necessity. He, out of necessity, right. But Stott is doing pretty well. Nine for 26 with three home runs and nine RBIs. In May, he got all of 43 at-bats. Not sure we give the manager credit for that, but nonetheless, worked out well. And if I were to, as I was just discussing, the reason behind the improved play, if you go to each individual player and put them on a uh, lie detector, why have you improved your game? I would bet Bryson Stott is one of those guys who actually felt really bad that Joe Girardi got fired. Because he's a youngster. He's never been through it before. Chances are he's never had a manager removed in a season when he's been managing. And he knows, he looks at the stat sheet and sees he's hitting 175 and goes, Damn, I contributed this guy losing his job. He might be one of the guys. The, the grizzled veterans who've been, a, been in it before, been in the big leagues, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. They've been through it, and they know it's part of the game, and it's a business and everything else. Young guy like Bryson Stott might just have been motivated by the fact that he contributed to getting his manager fired. Maybe. Could be. I don't see a whole lot of difference in handling the bullpen, uh, right? We're still living and dying with Kniebel as a closer. Yeah, hasn't last made night, that change yet. After Kniebel struggled in the last game, loaded the bases with walks, they get the last out, but made everybody remember Mitch Williams. He comes right back with him again last night. So yeah, uh, yeah that that that's what Girardi had done. He stuck with Kniebel. There was no thought or mentioning of someone else closing games from the Phillies clubhouse, and the new manager did it exactly the same way the old manager did. Yeah, my sense on that is. You know, they paid Kniebel to come in and be the closer. The new manager comes in. He's not ready to rock that boat yet, right? That's that's my sense on that. If it continues to be problematic, maybe he'll do it, but he is not in a rush to do it. Here's the other piece of the puzzle that you need to know, and I don't know, and I don't know that anyone outside the Philly circle knows. Sir Anthony Dominguez has been their best reliever. Last night, Brad Hand, who was used in the same exact role that mm -hmm. Girardi used them, last night couldn't get anybody out. He right. made the game exciting. Phillies had a big lead. Uh-oh, all of a sudden it's a one-run game because Brad Hand struggled. He had been statistically one of their better relievers, didn't get the job done last night, stuck by it. The best reliever they have is Sir Anthony Dominguez, has been since the beginning of the season continues to be. But Girardi used him very protectively that they wouldn't push him. I remember the specific game where uh, they wouldn't bring him in because he pitched two days over the weekend. 
they didn't play Monday, and he didn't want to bring him in on a Tuesday because uh, he wasn't, quote-unquote, wasn't available. Well, why wasn't he available? I don't know how they're still treating the fact that he's coming off Tommy John. We're pretty well removed from it, but it seems that they have certain limitations on him. Uh, he's the only guy I would turn to other than Kniebel, and I don't know that we have the answer exactly where they think Sir Anthony is in his ability to pitch uh, significant uh, numbers of innings yeah. days in a row and the like. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him go longer, but I understand that. And the hero of the month is a guy who got off, well, he got off to a great start, I guess, at home run the first pitch of the year, but had not been playing all that well until recently. Kyle Schwarber, who got his 16th home run of the year yesterday, I think he's second in the league in home runs now, uh, and really uh, looking like a valuable pickup. Yes, and he's, uh, I told you last week we did this on my night show here on WIP. We came up with a nickname for the Phillies before the season started, the Broad Street Boomsticks, uh, because I thought they had a chance to hit uh, 220 home runs as a team, which would be the all-time Phillies record for a season. Well, I was banking on Schwarber hitting 40. And it wasn't looking like Schwarber was going to be a 40 home run guy. Now, all of a sudden, he does look like a 40 home run guy. And guys like Bohm and Stodd, who were not hitting home runs, who came up huge the other night with the two home runs late in the game to lift them from the come-behind victory. That's what you have to have if you're going to have a season where you're going to set an all-time team home run records. The non-Harper, Schwarber, Castiano guys also have to kick in. And a couple of guys did that in the midst of this eight-game winning streak. Jody, 10 days ago, I had no idea what we were going to do to get through the summer, uh, both in terms of radio and in terms of what am I going to watch every night. Sports is going to be dead, right? The NHL, NBA playoffs are going to be over. Not going to be any football until September. Hey, I'm, I am totally back. Rob Thompson is the, uh, makes the Mount Rushmore of the greatest managers in the history of baseball. <laughs> I'm, I'm entirely sold, Jody Mack. All right, let me throw one more number on you from last night's Philly game that I uh-huh. it mean means a lot to me. Thirty seven thousand four hundred and twenty three. Yeah, yeah, that was last night's attendance. It is the third largest uh, uh, attendance for the season, falling only behind the first two days, opening day and the day thereafter. They did forty thousand in both of those games against the A's. The Diamondbacks aren't a draw. They're not a very good team. They don't have any recognizable superstars. Why would you get your third largest crowd of the year? How about a seven-game winning streak? That will do it for you. That's the key. Uh, the famous line from Field of Dreams, build that they will come. Here in Philadelphia, it's win and they will come. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Some people get on Philly. Oh, they don't come out. They don't support the team. Oh, no. You win, they'll support the hell out of you. But if you don't win, they're not going to show up out of blind loyalty. We have a good discerning fan base in this town that understands what winning and losing is and the way that you play and everything else. Uh, So I was actually uh, pretty excited to see that they had the third biggest crowd of the night because, yes, when Philly puts out a winner, Philly will support it to the nines. They did so last night, and I expect an even bigger crowd tonight. It's going to be a good summer. Uh, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's talk, Chris in Newark. Hey, Chris, how are you? Mac to Mac. What a great idea! Fantastic. Thank, Thank you. Man. So, um, there's a couple. Yeah, it's been great. It's been fantastic. I love it. Baseball is my heart sport. I want it so bad. But there's a couple things that I needed to, to see to let me know that this team is different, especially under the new management. Uh, and I think they checked off one earlier in the week after the. Uh, after the, the last game against the Brewers, uh, Joe Giulio came on and said, uh, I didn't expect us to win today, and I would have been fine with it. 
And I'm going, no, no, no. They needed to sweep that game. That way, they don't go into the home game, the home stadium, staying up three games under, only one game under. Now they're back to 500. Okay, that's, that's one of the boxes. The next box is the upcoming schedule. And, you know, every year we say, okay, after this, the schedule's going to get easy. And what happens every year? Oh, are you going down to Florida Marlin Road? That they're up next, and they have been a significant thorn in the side of the Philadelphia Phillies. You are correct about that. And and all you know, all the other teams are coming up, you know, with with the break in the schedule. And you heard a couple of the players say that. Bryce said, "We have you know, the schedule gets easier from here on out." And uh, you know, they say that every year. What I wanted to say is what he said the other day was, "These are all major league teams, and we need to step up and beat them because." You know, to be back to 500 now and not to July, I think, is huge. It's, it's so much more of a springboard. Mm-hmm. So to be able to get back to 500 last night and take off from here, that's what I want to see now. If they go back into the doldrums and start you know, going 500 or sub-500 against these you know, lesser teams, well, that means we're a lesser team. So, yeah, this is, this is great, but I want to see it over the next week or so. I hear you. Uh, Jody, I, I do have to break it to the fans, and I don't mean the one to say it, but they probably will not win every game between now and the end of the year. I, you know, I mean, I like to think they will, but maybe not. They have, to his point, not played particularly well against bad teams over the years. Part of that is they haven't been a good team. I mean, they're, they've struggled to be 500. Over the last three years, Corey Seidman put this in his uh, Story NBC Sports website last night. Over the last three years, the Phillies are 18 games above 500 against teams with losing records. That's not very good. The Braves are 35 games above 500 against teams with losing records. You got to beat those teams. They they have a history of not doing so. And one stands out like a sore thumb over all the others, and yeah. that's the Miami Marlins, who yeah. just so happened to come to town next after we finish up this weekend season against the uh, the Diamondbacks. And, oh, by the way, they've only played the Marlins one series so far. That was back in the first month in April. And they went down to Florida and lost three out of four. So, uh, yes, they they have to. I don't know if it's a bugaboo. I don't know if it's karma. I don't know what the deal is. Did we ever do anything to the city of Miami? I don't remember. But uh, other than uh, beat the Dolphins a couple of times, they have to be able to beat the Miami Marlins. They've got some good young starting pitching. Uh, one guy, Lizardo, is hurt, which I think kind of handicaps them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you got to win two out of three this week. I know that he just said, Joe Giglio said, oh, I didn't expect them to win the Milwaukee game. Well, when I was on the air Monday night, I said, just win series. I know they had the winning streak going. It would be great if they win all the games against Milwaukee. Oh, they did. I didn't necessarily. I was with Joe on that one. I didn't know that that was going to happen. Just make sure you win every single series. Well, they already got a sweep in Milwaukee. Now they've got the first one here. They only got to get one of the next two to win the series. Uh, again, you, you are correct when you say if you think uh, that Rob Thompson is going undefeated the rest of the year, it, let's let's slow the roll a little bit. Um, just win series, and sure enough, you'll continue to move up on the Atlantas and the Mets in, in the division. Yeah, it seems like the Marlins have been spanking him since the days of Jeff Conine. Right? Remember <laughs> and, that? And, and, an ex-Marlin who came here and uh, still found a way to beat him. Went back, to, I believe, went back to Florida afterwards and still found a way to help out to beat the Phillies. Yeah, including when he played for the Phillies. 215-592-9494. we got a lot of good stuff coming up. We do believe we're going to have John Heyman. Oh, I just got a note from him. 
may or may, or may not happen. One of the insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. We're also going to talk to our pal Anthony Sanfilippo. Let's be honest, Jody. He got his start with us as a producer. He owes everything to us. All success. (laughs) Uh, Is doing a great series um, on the 50 greatest calls in Philly's history, which he's been posting 10 a day, and they're just fantastic. So we're going to go over some of those with uh, him and have a good time. We'll talk some Eagles coming up next. Couple of really pertinent issues involving the head coach and OTAs, and yeah, we want to take your calls. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jody McDonald and Glenn Mack. Now it is ninety four WIP. Uh, hey, are you tired of dealing with your old drafty windows and doors in your house? Maybe it's time you finally go Guida. Great people at Guida Door and Window will help you uh, help make your window and door replacement project more affordable with their buy one, get one half off sale. For every door window you buy, you get a second one at 50% off, and you can mix and match the savings to suit your own needs. Buy an entry door, get half off a storm door. Buy a patio door, get 50% off a window. If you need to replace all the windows and doors in your house, you save 50% on half your project. The more you need, the more you save. Plus, Guida is making it easier for you to afford your project with no money down and interesting financing for up to 18 months. Act now. Offers for a limited time only. Restrictions apply. For full details, call Guida today. Schedule a free, no-obligation in-home estimate at one eight seven seven go guida or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. By the way, we will be talking about Doc Rivers later in the show today, but nothing to do with his performance as a Sixers coach, more his performance in a movie. Both Jody Mack and I took the time this week to watch Hustle, 
the new Adam Sandler film on Netflix. We will be reviewing it in the eleven o'clock hour for our what we watch, what we're watching segment. And Jody, I got to tell you, I like that last week we watched the same show, um, Lincoln Lawyer, and reviewed it, and now we watch the same movie. We could get a little Siskel Ebert action going here, Jody. I am perfectly fine with that, but I got one issue. Uh, and again, we don't want to jump ahead, but. No, no, yeah, I don't want to review it yet. But it I, I, I'm not going to talk about that, but as far as you and I watching the same thing at a future date to review, we may have one problem. What's that? I watched the first segment of Severance. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, my God. I, I felt like turning it off five minutes in, nah, 10 yeah, minutes in, 15 minutes in. I know. I made it through the first seg- the first episode, but yeah. I'm really not motivated to go back for a second. Watch three. Commit to three episodes, and if you can't take it after three episodes, bail. Okay. It, it, it yeah. really – my wife felt the same way. And then she stuck with it, and she ended up really liking it. So okay. Right. It's, the first, it's, the first it's episode weird. was a tough watch. I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. But ha- try to hang with it. Okay. By the way, uh, our pal Ray Dinger has a book signing today at the Barnes & Noble in Broomall, Lawrence Park Shopping Center from 1 to 3. So uh, I don't get to see Ray these days, but you can if you go see him <laughs> at the Barnes & Noble in Broomall. All right, I want to bring the Eagles in here. We'll grab. I see some people. Uh, you know what? Let me take one more Phil's phone call. Then I'll throw the Eagles in, and then we will uh, talk about that. Uh, Mike and Yardley, you want to talk about Joe Girardi? What's oh yeah. Thanks a lot for letting me get on, Glenn sure. and Jody. I used to listen to Mac and Mac all the time, but I don't think I've ever got a chance to talk to you. But I will say, one of my favorite things on sports talk radio is to listen to you two guys talk baseball. It is. Uh, it's really refreshing. And two weeks ago, Glenn, I thought you jumped off the bandwagon. You know, I did. It, the it, Phillies? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes you I sure did. did. Yeah, they were nine games below five hundred. Hey, sure, you I had did. Justification, but you know, some of us didn't jump off, and you know, the you. last two weeks has just been spectacular. Now, I generally listen to them on the radio, but I got really lucky in the last week. I listened to about the eighth inning, and then I turn on to watch the last two innings of the game, and that has turned out to be a charm. Man, I've seen some great eighth and ninth innings <laughs> last week. It's yeah. been wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I really think that um, the old saw about a team um, taking on the personality of its manager is what was killing this team. They were taking on... Girardi's personality, and mm-hmm. it was so flat and uninspiring, they just couldn't get going. And once he was out of the picture, you saw what happened. And, you know, and I don't think it's managerial decisions by uh, Thompson. They're just playing the way we, you and me, Glenn, thought that they might at the beginning of the season. And they had been really disappointing, but, man... And you know the other thing is they had the young been dead. They had been they had been flat. They had been dead. They had been unenergetic. Yep. They had been uninspired. They needed a spark, and that's what a new manager can do. And the Hope young less. players, mm-hmm. the young players are really showing us something. And nobody thought that their farm system was going to give them anything. And you know they're producing. That's really good sign. If you ask Jody, me. what do you think of Bryson Stott as a prospect, as a major league player? Um, Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah, he great. was a top-flight prospect who won a job in spring training. Remember, we're not that far removed. I, I'm sure you guys talked about it on the weekend, you and Ray. 
the whole conversation, Bryson Stott is going to be the Philly starting third baseman. That he had outperformed Bohm in spring training, and Bohm was struggling mightily, and mm-hmm. this kid earned a job on the team, and you got Segura at short and D, uh, Segura at second. D, D, where is Stock going to play? Oh, he's going to play third base, and he started a couple of games down in spring training at third base. Well, the season gets underway. Stott's hitting a buck forty-five. Bohm's actually hitting, and the entire uh, thing changes. And oh, not shockingly, Didi gets hurt again, which he does a lot. So Stott ends up staying in the lineup, but now at shortstop, his natural position. I, I thought he was here to stay, and uh, when he hit a buck forty-five, not through ten at bats, not through twenty at bats, through almost fifty at bats, you go, uh oh, they rushed him. He's just not ready. It doesn't mean that he's not the prospect that they thought he was, but they overestimated what he did in spring training. He needs to go back down. Well, he goes back down, there for a couple of days. By necessity, he's called back up to the big leagues. And, yeah, he seems to be a guy who has changed uh, and picked it up more than anybody else, and it was an unknown because we didn't know what Bryson Stott. We know. We think we know what Kyle Schwarber should be. We think we know what sure. Nick Castellano should be. We didn't know what uh, Bryson Stott could be or would be, and he's picked it up uh, greatly since the managerial change. It would be so nice if they have a guy they develop as an everyday player who's, uh, you know, I'm not saying a superstar, but a guy who can play a 10-year career, make a couple of all-star games, right? They have not. They, that That's what Bohm was supposed to be, Yep. and it's a stretch to say he's going to be that now. I'm racking my brain to think of the last position player they developed who was a good, you know, a, a, a very good to excellent everyday player. I mean, are we going back to, to the Rollins and the Utleys yeah, and those guys? Yeah, I think we are. There, there hasn't been one in between. That's a dry spell. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's what we're talking about, going back to the world championship team. Wow. Okay. Uh, I said we we're going to throw the Phillies in, so let us let us do that, and I want to do it this way. Uh, the If you blinked this week, you missed the Eagles OTAs. Eagles is what I meant. If you missed this week, you missed the Eagles OTAs. Uh, they've cut back a lot under the collective bargaining agreement, and Nick has cut back even more than that. The league allows 10. The Eagles did six. The players may like it. Uh, I think the front office thinks that because they stayed healthier last year, this is a real key, and they did. They stayed healthy last year, and that's great. I don't know how much it's because of this, how much because of luck, how much because they changed the medical staff. But, Jody, I, I'm not crazy about it. I heard our pal John Ritchie rant and rave about this yesterday, and I kind of agree with him that I realize this isn't the season. It isn't even the preseason. This is June. But I do buy into you need to play. You need to prep. You need to get ready. You need to get tough. Um they did start two and five last year. You can say it's because of a new coach and they had a lot to learn, but it took them a long time. Was that that Lions game? I guess that they finally got on the roll. Yep. I, I am not crazy about the fact that everybody just kind of came in, shook hands, and checked out and went home. Yeah, they. Uh, I think you said ten. It's actually it's thirteen sessions. Thirteen you can have upwards no. of thirteen maximum sessions. They didn't do, and that, they didn't do half that. Six. Which is less than half, correct. And, oh, by the way, um, for this past week, uh, they they increased the amount of time that you could spend each day on the field, and it got upwards in the uh, second half of the weeks to two hours. You could put two hours in. The Eagles never got to an hour. Uh, so they had less sessions and less time within those sessions. Less is more is the Eagles' mantra this offseason, season. 
and I think it came from last year. And I was woefully wrong, wrong last year, or at least I believe I was. Uh, if you believe this is all sports science and medically dominated, that that's why they're doing this, and they saw the number of games injured that they have, and uh, they did it last year. They were one of the lesser working teams. This year, for me, they are their last. They're the 32nd working team out of 32 teams in the league. They did more less during any of the uh, time that they had together as a team than anybody in the National Football League. Only Cincinnati is close. Now, Cincinnati made the Super Bowl, so maybe they've earned that. The Eagles made the playoffs but didn't quite get close to the Super Bowl. I, I thought last year was because they wanted to get – I'll use a wrestling term for you that you might not understand, Mac Man. Uh, they wanted to get uh, Nick Sirianni over. They wanted him popular in that locker room. He was replacing a Super Bowl-winning coach. Nobody knew who he was. He had the kind of bumbling, stumbling introductory press conference. I thought that's why they went as light last offseason as they did and I thought it actually worked because it seemed like everybody liked Sirianni. All the players liked him. All the players were quoting him. So I said, all right, this may be a strategy that actually plays out well. I now believe, looking back, that it was the same exact motivation last year. Less is more. No injuries. We'll, we'll, we'll get the time in by the classroom, by film study, when, rather than actually doing it on the film. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Mm. Uh, they've got some new guys on this team, Glenn. It isn't mm -hmm. like they're bringing the running it back with the exact same unit. They made some changes. A.J. Brown, Reddick, uh, 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 Bradbury, Kazir White, Jordan Davis. I think that, uh, see, I've been a guy who's jumping on the N'Kobe Dean bandwagon. I loved him. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. And I think by midseason, He'll be on the field more than any other Eagle linebacker. I was hoping that was going to be day one. It's not going to be with this offseason work they're doing or not doing because he's just not going to get enough field time to prove that he can be an every-down linebacker in this league from jump. Yeah, I, um, I don't like it. Um, and, and I understand. I heard Dick Vermeil on earlier today with Howard. I love Dick Vermeil. He's going in the Hall of Fame. We are never going to get back to the three-a-days in the hot sun <laughs> under Dick Vermeil. Don't want to. Don't want to see another Corey Stringer. I get it. Um, but last year's prep wasn't good. Um, they got lucky because after the bad start, schedule worked to their advantage. They kind of got it together. But to me, this this is one step away from kind of saying, okay, well, we'll use the beginning part of the season to get our act together, and by the end of the season, we'll be good. And I don't think that's a successful strategy. This season roster, it looks good. I think they have the opportunity to win the division. I, you know, I'm not going to pick them to get to the Super Bowl, but I think they can be better. But if they're not fully prepared, they're not going to be ready. And if your focus right now is omitting practice, that's our big thing. We're not going to get on the field. We're not going to practice. You're taking out some of the toughness. Again, I, I John Ritchie said it more genuinely than I can because he – he played it. He lived it. But the bottom line is you want the Eagles to be one of the tougher teams in the league. This is not the way to do it. Um, I want the players all in. I want Fletcher Cox all in as, as opposed to just showing up the last day of, man of, excuse me, of voluntary practice. That doesn't work for me. And what even adds to it is, at least judging by last year, and I assume it will be exactly the same, oh, they protected the veterans in the preseason games too. Jalen yeah, Hurts didn't play. Right, right. 
so and and he's not even a veteran. He was still a wet behind the ears kid going into last season. So if you're going to do that, and there's more reason to do that because you're playing against an opponent that's actually trying to make plays and is going to be physical and hit you and potentially cause injuries. If you're going to do that, then you would think you'd want to get more work in when you're just going against yourselves in practice where you can control how much hitting actually goes on. No, the Eagles are dug- doubling down on less is more. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's get uh, John and Manny Yunk. You're on with uh, I almost Glenn, say you Ray. Today, buddy? Jody and Glenn. Hey, John. How are you? Good, good. I was just calling. I'm glad you're going to talk about hustle. I am not really an Adam Sandler fan at all, but I thought the movie was excellent, especially all the scenes over here in Manny Yunk. I'm sure you're talking about it next hour. We, we are going to talk about it, and it is, I would argue, since Rocky, the movie that shows the most of Philadelphia. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, if you live over in Maniac, man, you, <laughs> you you saw your whole neighborhood, didn't you? Pretty much. Yeah. Walked those steps all the time. But uh, you know, on the Eagles, real quick, you're talking about the roster, and I'm a, I'm kind of excited. I think they have a they're pretty well stocked up in every position. But the one uh, I don't get your guys' response. I'm concerned with is safety. Uh, Harris and Epps. You think that's the way to go for the year? Or they have something up their sleeves. MacMan, I I kind of believe that this is it. Yeah, I checked the and I go back and double check like anything's changed the last two weeks. So there's still veteran free agent safeties that are out there. There's no James Bradbury. They did a great job in adding an above average cornerback when they needed to when he became available. And I guess there is the possibility that someone else shakes loose. But we went past the June 1st deadline, which is supposed to be the second wave of free agency, and nobody shook loose. They changed the rules a little bit. So June 1st doesn't mean what it used to mean. I think they're going with what they have. Uh, if they make a change, Glenn, it's not going to come down until the last week of preseason. Right. There may somebody be somebody cut, cut yeah. that they bring in and then try and get up to speed. I don't know how they're going to get them up to speed because they don't really practice much. Uh, but you get my drift. Uh, that's the first time they're going to be able to add to the safety position. Yeah, and, and trying to squeeze one more good year out of Anthony Harris is one of the bigger questions they got there. Yeah, I agree. Can I go on to the Phillies real quick, all right? Sure. Sure. I mean, Glenn, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I said very good. Uh, uh, the road fielder, he only has three home runs. Do you think there's something up with him, or does he get hot later in the year, Solstano? Jared? I think his uh, he he's not he's not Schwarber, and if you thought he was going to be Schwarber, I mentioned earlier I counted Schwarber in for potential forty home runs this year. I put Castellanos down for twenty five to thirty, and you're right, he's not on pace to do that, but um, I, I still think he's going to hit twenty. Uh, he's he's a he's a better contact hitter than Schwarber is. I think he's got uh, a hot streak left in him. I'm okay with where Castellanos is at right now. By the way, how many home runs did you say he's got now? Three. No, he's got seven. Yeah. He's got seven? He's got seven, which is not great, but it's not hideous. That puts him on pace for the 20, 20. Jody said. Yeah. Um, Yeah, where he's not – what he's not doing, which he has done in the past, is – well, actually, he is hitting doubles. He's he's averaged doubles. Yeah, he's got 13 doubles, which isn't horrible – yeah, so if you look at where he is now, I mean, the batting average is 250, which isn't glossy, but it's not awful. He's on pace for almost 40 doubles and 20 home runs. It's not, it's not hideous. I think he will get hot. I do believe in the, in the old axiom that guys tend to, you know, you look at the back of the baseball card, and that's what they'll do at the end of the year, and that's what I imagine 
he'll do it at the end of the year. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. All right, so let me uh, let me give you the guest list and tell you what's going on. Uh, coming up at 11, little little switch because of uh, availability. At 11, we're going to do what we're watching. We will give you a, a review of Hustle. At 11.25, we'll talk to John Heyman, national baseball writer. And at noon, Anthony Sanfilippo, who's got a great project going on the 50 greatest calls in Philadelphia Phillies history, which has really been fun. Uh, he's Jody McDonald. I am Glenn Mack now. On 94 WIP. And it's time for me to find the read (laughs) that I got to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And here it is. Hello. Before you head out on that summer road trip, which I bet you're all doing this weekend or next weekend, head into United Tire. Get those tires checked and save big all summer long with great deals on BF Goodrich and Michelin. It's the perfect time to save on safety and to get your vehicle ready for the fun summer adventures with the family. Start your summer off right and make sure those tires are ready for drives down the shore before those summer road trips are in your rearview mirror. Get the United Tire. Remember, don't drive alone. Drive United. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, tonight, 6.44 p.m., race 11 at Belmont Park in Elmont, New York, comes the third leg of the Triple Crown, the Belmont. Um, Jordy Mack, I don't, I don't know how much people are excited about this. You, uh, you Clearly, you've, you haven't had a chance for a Triple Crown since after the first race when um, Rich Strike decided, owners decided it was not going to run in the Preakness, but nonetheless... People will watch. People will bet. You are good at this kind of thing. Let's get your view. A couple of things. Um, They will cap the attendance today at Belmont. They did it a couple of years ago. Um, I was there the year that Smarty Jones went for the Triple Crown, and man, did Philly represent. A whole bunch of Philadelphia people came up, uh, and there was well over 100,000 people. Uh, they they don't want to do that at Belmont anymore. They thought My son went to that and, one. He said he, was, was he there too? Oh, he said it was, it was like 110,000 people or something. Correct. It was crazy. And they're just uh, as big as Belmont is, and it's huge. There's not enough uh, uh, space and or tellers because people go to bed. They just couldn't handle that big a crowd. So they've capped it now. They they won't have 100,000 uh, people there this year. Not that I think this year's uh, Belmont Stakes with eight uh, horses in it would be as big a draw as it was with Smarty Jones. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll get their 60,000, which is what they'll cap it at. So they'll, they'll sell it out. Uh, but it won't be the hundred thousand. 
it's a solid race. It's a good race. It's not a great race. You mentioned Rich Strike coming back, the 80-1 to winner of the uh, Kentucky Derby as a surprise. Oh, what a, that was one of the more fun races I ever watched. It wasn't for me because I didn't have Rich Strike. Oh, wow. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a player, the only yeah, thing was, you're rooting for no. is the money that you put down. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> right. And I had uh, the horses that, of course, ran second, third, and fourth. Uh, so I handicapped the rates okay, uh, but I did not see the 80 to one shot coming up the rail and passing them all. And more power to him. And he is the third choice as of right now. The early money, um, there's probably about 5% of what the eventual pool will be when they open up the gates. Uh, they allow you to bet a day in advance. I was up at Park yesterday. Had a good day. Thank you very much. Those who were up there with me did well, too. We've got money to play with on today's Belmont Stakes because of it. Um, uh, th- about 5% is bet the day before, and Rich Strike is right now the third choice. The favorite is Todd Pletcher's Philly, Nest, who is going against the boys, uh, Todd Pletcher. 13, 14 years ago, did win the Belmont Stakes with rags to riches of Philly. So it's been done before, uh, but I'm not sure that this Philly is up to the task. So if the odds stay the way they are, I'll be perfectly fine with that because I don't think Nest is going to finish in the top three. It's a good race. It's a solid race. The horse I like is not being bet in the early betting with, again, I'm perfectly fine with. Mm -hmm. um, The horse on the rail, we the people won the Peter Pan Stakes, which is held at Belmont uh, a month ago, uh, opened up a 14-length lead, ended up winning by 10, is the lone speed in this race. People mistakenly think, because the race is a mile and a half, it's the longest of the three Triple Crown races, that, ooh, that sets it up for the closers, the horses that are coming off the pace, the late runners. That's not the case, Glenn. They, they, they go out and they don't run very fast early because everyone's afraid of running out of gas. So you can actually win the Belmont Stakes on the front end. And I think that's what's going to happen today with We the People. Drew the Rail is the lone speed in the race. I think it'll go out and jog the first mile and it will have a big enough lead that will have enough left in the tank and win the Belmont Stakes wire to wire. All right, come on. Give me the close. What's the clause? Ah, oh, Jody, all those years together. I hope you're... Cashing them, not trashing them. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going there. My bad. Oh, I put it up on Twitter all the time whenever Need I put it. my picks out. Yes. Uh, we'll do so again uh, today. Hope you're cashing them, not trashing them. There you go. All right, let's get Jack in Santa Barbara. Hey, dude, how are you today? Hey, you guys just sound like a couple of guys uh, playing racing form. <laughs> well, only, only one of well, the two one, knows one what out he's two, doing. Yes. Yeah. No, no, you're a couple. <laughs> it's the theme, right? There you go. Hey, Jody, good to hear you, buddy. You got it, pal. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the rebounds from Wiggins last night and Oof. throw it at you like who could the Sixers uh, wrangle to do that dirty work this summer and bring them in. What, what do you think about that, Jody? I'm a I'm a Wiggins guy. You know, I was hoping the Sixers got know, Wiggins way back when, when they didn't get the first pick in the draft. Ended up with Joel Embiid, so they did quite fine. Thank you very much. Uh, but I did thought he Wiggins gets rebounds once in a while. Yeah, 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 he's a pretty good rebounder. Um, that's not Wiggins' game. He stepped it up last night and was phenomenal off the boards. Uh, they they need a guy better than Wiggins to rebound for him next year. I'd take the 20-plus points that he can give you, too, um, but I, I, I don't know that the Sixers will make that a priority, just getting a rebounding guy. No, no, he's, his game's evolving, Jody. 
Yep. I, I, I meant someone that can play both ends of the court. Yeah, yeah. And Wiggins yeah. played pretty good defense last night, too. The Celtics went uh, real dry late in the game, couldn't buy a bucket, and that's why uh, Golden State won the game. And, Glenn's funny because on my national show, everyone told run, Jack. Celtics yeah. are more physical. That's why they're winning these games because they're the more physical team. No, they weren't. They were the be- When they won the two games they won in the series, they were just the better team. They mm-hmm. made more shots. They were more athletic. Last night's game was really physical. Both teams were playing physical. And in a very physical game, the Warriors won. So it's not physicality. I think it's uh, talent. And the talent so far has been uh, two games apiece, which means we're going to have a great last three games to the NBA Finals. All right, coming up, a big-time stars made a big-time movie in which Philadelphia and the 76ers are a star. Jody and I will review view that together for what we're watching right here on 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 